0: So first of all, I want to express my gratitude to see so many people here as we begin the Easter Trivium. It's very encouraging to see all of you gathered here in such numbers. And in particular, I want to express my gratitude to the parents of young families. We have many young families and uh, younger people here at this Mass as well. So I want to express my gratitude to you as well for bringing your children to this. We are beginning a very beautiful thing in the Easter Tridium. Today we have Holy Thursday, uh, tomorrow Good Friday, and then Easter, the Easter Vigil, and Easter Sunday as well. So they are incredibly beautiful liturgies, and, and more importantly, very beautiful messages. And one flows into the other and come to completion at the resurrection of the Lord. About 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more, I was presiding at a funeral at Queen of All Saints. And the gentleman who had died was a professor of lecturing police officers in law enforcement and related things all throughout the United States. And those police departments that he had a very... uh, important relationship with, uh, send uh, police officers to represent them to his funeral. So outside the Basilica you could see there was probably 50 different cars from different parts of the United States. As I was standing in the aisle um, waiting, it was still about half an hour before the funeral began, um, Int walked two police officers and Really, they looked like as if they were extras from the movie Driving Miss Daisy. (laughs) They were from deep south, and their uniforms were unique. And uh, they came walking up to the center of the Basilica, and they were asking me about it, and I was pointing out to them the beautiful ceilings, the altar, The stained glass window, which is the largest window dedicated to Our Lady in the United States. The beautiful mosaic of Our Lady behind the altar. And when I'd finished everything, one of them turned to me, and I remember this so clearly. Now, it was in a southern drawl, and he looked at me, and he said, Father, ain't nothing too good for Jesus. (laughs) Isn't that a beautiful line? Ain't nothing too good for Jesus. Now that line came into my head as I was reading and preparing for this. Because that is what God wants us to know. But he doesn't want to direct it to Jesus. But Jesus and what God wants to say to us over the next few days. Ain't nothing too good for you ain't nothing too good for you." And that is what Jesus wants to accomplish in the washing of the feet, in the institution of the Eucharist, in his crucifixion and his suffering on the cross, and in his resurrection. All of it is for you. And it is for you because it is bringing to completion what God had planned for creation from the beginning of time. Right from the very Old Testament the story of our salvation began with the people of Israel being brought out of slavery into the Promised Land and God said to them you will be my people and I will be your God by the way in which you live together in love in compassion, in forgiveness, in solidarity. People will learn to know who I am. That is what God wanted people to know. God wants people to know who he is. And that invitation into relationship that God gave from the very, very beginning of salvation history. And then at that chosen time, Jesus came into the world. And what is remarkable about even the the birth of Jesus, it was in a remote place, among remote people. And every miracle that Jesus worked, um, with the blind, the lame, the crippled, it was all, the whole purpose behind it was that people would know who God is. And that is what that the whole purpose of everything that Jesus said and did, so that people would know who God is. So it is when Jesus came up to Jerusalem, it was in John's Gospel say that Jesus entered his glory, that Jesus most revealed who God is on his journey into Jerusalem and what happened in his passion death and resurrection. We see this beautifully symbolized in the gospel of today when Jesus removed his outer robe. he revealed in that saying what I am going to do next or what I'm going to do this evening tomorrow and on Saturday night is the naked truth nothing will be hidden. That is why he deliberately chose what he did, in kneeling down and washing his disciples' feet. Now, before I came over here, I clipped my toenails, (laughs) I made sure my foot was clean, and I put on a clean pair of socks, that somebody will be washing my feet. Not so at the time of Christ. That was the way people walked. That's how people got from A to B. A hundred percent of the people if they went on a journey, they walked, if they were lucky, with sandals and not in their bare feet, among dirty and dusty ground. So they were not warned that Jesus is going to wash their feet. and. He did wash them. He washed them clean. We will pour a little bit of water over them and we'll have a beautiful clean towel to dry them and that's it. But Jesus actually washed their feet in its completeness. He washed away all the sand, all the dirt. He probably washed and cleaned if there was any wound on their feet as well. And he dried them with a towel. So he did this very deliberately and the reason why he did it and the words used in John's Gospel are that this was an act of friendship because friendship is the only true equality that exists among human beings. It wasn't an act of condescension, it wasn't an an act of groveling, What he did was an act of friendship. He was doing to that person's foot what God did to him, and what God meant to him, and what God was to him. Because the relationship between Jesus and God was a relationship of profound friendship, a profound intimacy in which the good of one was the good of the other. It was a, re- a relationship that was reciprocal between the two. And this is what Jesus wanted his disciples to have. He wanted them, above all things, to share in the same relationship with God that he had. He wanted them to have the same intimacy with the Father that they would have as well. So in the washing of the feet, Jesus was establishing a relationship with each and every one of us. And this is one that was continued in the sharing of the Eucharist, in his dying on the cross, in giving himself in his resurrection. There is this constant pouring out of himself into us so that nothing, no situation and no person will ever be excluded from the invitation to intimacy and to friendship that God offers to each one of us. So every time and this evening as our feet are washed let us remind ourselves that this is a constant and open invitation to intimacy and to friendship, into the same relationship that Jesus had with the Father and the Father had with Jesus, that has been offered to us. When we receive the Body and Blood of Christ later in the Eucharist, is Jesus pouring Himself out once again to you in the bread and wine, offering you that same relationship and inviting you into intimacy. As He died on the cross, water and blood flowed from his side, pouring himself out so that we might see and know of the forgiveness of God in our lives. And then on Easter, at the Easter Vigil and Easter Sunday, we see that he continues to give of himself and pour himself out into his disciples as they are gathered in the upper room. So above all things, as we celebrate this Tridium over the next few days, see it as a very profound invitation and a very personal invitation from Jesus Christ to each of you. It is an invitation into friendship. It is an invitation into intimacy, a very profound intimacy with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.